Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... and most intimate sanctuary of the soul. And we retreat there to find, once again, that primeval cosmic night during which we ourselves were only dreams. Dust you are, and to dust you shall return, says the book. But it may also be that dream we are, and to dream we return until the final awakening. You've been cheating on me. Oh, honey, that's not true. You've been cheating since the day we were married. Gee, I wish... How, how can I convince you that I haven't... Th- it's true. And you'll have to stop it, Al, or the police will find out. The police? Well, what police? How did the police come into it? So far, I'm the only one who knows you killed those three women. What three women? Don't play innocent. The police are going to learn the truth. <laughs> mystery drama, My Fair Lady Killer, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Michael Tolan. It is sponsored in part by X-Lax and True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Her name is Juanita Rawlinson. She's 32 years old with an attractive figure and a beautiful face. She was a star of all the varsity dramas back at college. And when she came to New York some ten years ago, armed with a letter of introduction to a Broadway producer from the chairman of her drama department, she quickly discovered that she was just another pretty face. And that the theater, which had gone on without her for at least 4,000 years, was going to go on without her for at least 4,000 more. And so, she very wisely got a job teaching drama in a suburb of New York City. If it's not the real thing, well, the theater is all make-believe anyway, isn't it? Hello? Hi. Oh, who can this be? Juanita, I, uh, I've, I've got to see you. Really? Do you want to bring your wife along? Well, look, I, I have to explain about that. What precisely is there to explain? I, I was going to, well... Uh... Yes? You want to tell me that you intend to divorce your wife so you can marry me. Is that what you want to tell me? Well, no. I... Then you have nothing to tell me. No, Juanita, listen. We've, we've both been around. Can you define that term, been around? I... Oh, please. Uh, excuse me. Someone's at my back door. Yes? Juanita, are you okay? Juanita! 
Yeah? Are you, uh, Mr. Terrence Falmouth? Who'd like to know? I would. My name is Lister. Lieutenant Lister, police. Oh, uh, yes, yes. W- w- what can I do for you? You could allow me to come in. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Uh, please. Uh, just something about a visit from the police. <laughs> Serves to, uh, unnerve a person. Oh, why? Oh, well, that, that, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly four days ago, a Miss Juanita Rawlinson was murdered in her apartment. Oh? Yes, I, uh... I believe I read about it. She lived in a garden apartment on Llewellyn Circle. Yeah, I, I think I remember reading about that address. Did you happen to know Miss Rawlinson? D- did I uh, know Miss Rawlinson? Uh, no, 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 I didn't. You are Terence Felmuth, aren't you? Well, certainly. You work for Northeastern Marketing Associates? Yes, I do. <laughs> I see. Uh, Lieutenant uh, Lister, is it? Yeah. Uh, may I... Uh... Just ask what it is you see. Let's begin all over again. Did you know Miss Juanita Rawlinson? Oh, what is the purpose? The purpose is to get a truthful answer. Are you saying I answered you falsely? I'm saying I'm willing to start all over again. Did you or did you not know Miss Juanita Rawlinson? I know what you're thinking. You're wondering, how much does this cop really know? Can I stonewall it? Who knows about Juanita and me? What can they prove? My advice to you is to tell the truth. But I don't understand. I I didn't know Miss uh, Juanita Rawlinson. Uh, I guess then that's your answer. Miss Rawlinson's sister is in town. I I don't know her either. And she advised us to pick you up for questioning. There has to be some mistake. I have here copies of several letters Miss Juanita Rawlinson wrote to her sister, Mrs. Andrew Toth. Letters? In her first letter, she talks about meeting the most wonderful man in the world. The man of her dreams. The man who was truly worth waiting for. Terence Falmouth. Oh, I... She describes the most beautiful romance. The interludes were brief because, uh... Wonderful Terry travels constantly for his company. But we meet where we can, when we can. I don't know what you... It does get more specific. For instance, she mentions the fact that you spent time with her at the airport motel. Well, I... You can't... Can't what? Prove it? (laughs) I'm sure you could be identified by the employees there. Now then, to save time, I will ask the question again. Did you know Miss Juanita Rawlinson? (sighs) Yes. Why did you deny it the first time? Why? It was just... Well, you know. I'm afraid I don't know. Look, we're we're men of the world, Lieutenant. Speak for yourself. Oh, okay, okay. We uh, we met at a ski lodge. You, you know how people meet in those kind of places. Anyhow, I was in it for a good time. Why not? <laughs> and I, I I thought she was too. But uh, I, you know how women are. I I don't care how liberated they claim to be. In the end, they all want the same thing: that ring around the finger. And that's what she wanted from you? Yeah, so I... I ditched her. You know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. The problem is it doesn't square with a subsequent letter she wrote to her sister. Well, I, I, I wouldn't know about that. How would I know what she writes or wrote her to her sister? She found out that you were married. And she became so infuriated she threatened to make you pay for it. She said she'd go to your wife. Well, I... Your wife, Miss Rawlinson, says in her letter is... The type of woman who would strip you clean and then divorce you. Okay. 
I admit I know Juanita Rawlinson. And you admit the two of you were having an affair. Boy, you make it sound rather tawdry. It was really a beautiful friendship. And so because of your wife and Juanita's anger, I you decided... I said she was highly emotional. In some respects, you could say she was unstable. On the night of the 18th, which was exactly a week ago, you arranged to meet at the airport motel. You admit that? Well, I... I, I suppose you have the proof I did. We have. She confronted you with the fact of your marriage. She threatened to expose the affair to your wife. You told her if she ever tried a thing like that, you'd kill her. Well, I deny it that. It was a pretty good fight. There were complaints about the noise. The desk clerk came up. All right, you... all right. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's true. And you did make threats. No, I didn't. We can produce witnesses uh, who will uh, swear let, they heard you. Just a minute. What's a threat? Huh? Tell me. I'll tell you. A threat is something you really mean to carry out. Sure, I said to her, I'll kill you, but I, I didn't mean it. No, but for that reason, it wasn't really a threat. You, you, you see what I mean? No. Well, didn't you ever blow your stack at somebody and say, I'll kill you? Never. You, you know, I know you don't like me. And, and maybe if you knew what I have to put up with... We have a murder. And we have a man with a motive. But I didn't kill her. I can prove I didn't kill her. Yes? Just before she died, I called her up. You did? On, on the telephone. I, I had to see her again. You know women. Some, some women, they're like, they're like a drug. You say you telephoned. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were talking. I, I heard the doorbell. She said, someone's at my back door. And she put down the phone to answer it. And then I, I, I heard kind of a, a, a groan or a moan. And it, she, she didn't come back to the phone. And what did you do? Well, I, I hung on for a while and... And I didn't know what to do, so I hung up. You said you heard a groan or a moan. You couldn't tell which. No, I couldn't. But it did sound as if she might have run into some kind of trouble? Well, yes, it did. Shouldn't you have gone to investigate? How could I? I I'd sneaked out of the house to make a call from the drugstore. I had to be back home in five minutes to take my wife shopping. Shouldn't you have telephoned the police? Yeah, well, I, I, I suppose I should have, but I didn't want to. I was afraid I'd get involved. So knowing that she might have been in serious trouble, you simply uh, forgot about the whole oh, thing. You don't know my wife. She can make my life a living hell. She was killed by a bullet from a thirty-two caliber revolver. I can't divorce her. She has all the but money. But Miss Rawlinson did not die instantly. Couldn't Juanita understand she that? fell to the floor unconscious. Her body wasn't discovered until three hours later. It's possible that if she had prompt medical help, she might still be alive. Well, what I did, I... I, I, I know it was despicable. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. But it certainly wasn't against the law. Of course, we only have your word for the telephone call. Oh, no, I called! How can you prove that you were the one who made it. I tell you, I called her. On the other hand, you could be the one who killed her. Oh, no. No, I didn't. You had the motive. You, you've got to believe me. I've also got to book you. Book me? What does that mean? As a material witness. At the very least. Hey, what makes you think this... Uh... Falmouth is the killer, Lister. Captain, it's written all over his face. Maybe, but it's not written down in a confession. No, he's never going to confess. Why not? He can't afford it. He has to maintain his innocence in front of his wife. Yeah, but what have we really got on him? Motive. He threatened to kill her. So he's got the motive and he threatened to kill her. You know what a good lawyer can do with that kind of circumstantial evidence? I can get it out of him, Captain. 
He doesn't have to talk to no, you. Just leave it to me. Frank, you just don't like this guy, so you're letting your feelings... I admit it. I don't like him. What did you do with the gun? What What gun? The thirty-two caliber you used to kill her. I didn't kill her. We're past all that, Mr. Falmouth. I can prove it. They say she was shot at, at a quarter to eleven in the morning. At eleven o'clock, I was with my wife. We were out shopping. You said that at the time of the killing, you were talking to her from a phone booth. It's true. You live at 116 Rogers Place. The nearest phone booth is at the corner of Boulevard, and that's at least minutes away. We timed it. Miss Rawlinson lived over at Llewellyn Circle. It takes only three minutes to drive there from your house. You really have no alibi. I didn't kill her. I'm trying to save your life. Why, I don't know. I guess it's because you have kids. I had no right to do what I did. I'm a thoroughly despicable man, but I don't deserve to be tried for murder. Go ahead. Insist you didn't do it. You won't convince one member of that jury. They won't even have to leave the box to find you guilty of murder one. No! Admit it! Say you're only human. Say you couldn't help yourself. Say you saw your whole world coming apart. The jury's made up of human beings. They can understand that. You won't get off. You'll pay. But the price won't be so high. But I'm innocent! Your problem is you don't listen. Deny it and you get the book thrown at your life. Confess and you're out before you're even... Fifty years old. That's still young enough to start life all over again, buddy. He has to believe me. Max, I want to see you for a minute. Okay, Captain. Now, come on outside. Okay, Frank. We got to let him go. Who? Alma. What do you think? Why? He's obviously guilty. No, Frank, he's innocent. We can prove it. Well, we knew all along that Mr. Terrence Falmouth was innocent. That was never the issue, as far as we're concerned. But for a while there, it looked as if we might have been in for one of those classic miscarriages of justice stories. Obviously, we're not. But what kind of story will this turn out to be? You'll find out as soon as the second act begins. People are so suited for the role of murderer. And we are so anxious to have them found guilty because they are so thoroughly unlikable that we would actually enjoy seeing them punished. However, unfortunately or fortunately, depending entirely on your personal point of view, we cannot condemn people to prison or execution merely because we don't like them. What do you mean he's innocent, Captain? There's been another murder. So what? This. A victim was shot with a bullet fired from the same gun. I don't believe it. You don't want to believe it. It's impossible. Myers over at the lab says he's never seen a more identical match in all the years he's been on the job. No, there's no mistake. Okay, okay, here's what happened. Falmouth killed her. Then he throws the gun away. Somebody finds it, uses it. Ah, come on, Frank. Falmouth has to be guilty. Okay, you're off the case. Hey, no, no, wait a minute. Look, you've lost your perspective. You hate Falmouth so much. Now you don't. Well, the world's most likable human, he ain't. Even if he wasn't the one who pulled the trigger, he had a part in her death. If the story about the phone call is true, 
Why didn't he get help for her? Frank, you can hate him for that, but you can't send him to jail. We talk about justice. There's going to be justice for Mr. Falmouth. There is already. His wife knows. <laughs> She'll make him pay. Now what you have to find out is not only who killed Juanita Rawlinson, but also who killed Sarah Jean Tompkins. <laughs> Mrs. Tompkins, you say you were uh, sitting in the living room with your daughter-in-law? Yes. I had come here against my will. Why? Is that important? It's a highly personal matter. In a murder case, anything, everything is important. Even washing dirty linen in public? Mrs. Tompkins, the police will try to protect your privacy. Oh, I doubt it. I came here to see if I could affect a reconciliation between Sarah Jean and my son. They'd been separated. Why? Why? Because the woman was simply a tart. Yes? She claimed that Bertram, my son, was too dull for her. And that made her a tart? A mother knows. Did you approve of the marriage? Certainly not. Then I take it you were not made unhappy by the separation. Oh, a divorce would have made me happier. And why were you trying to get them back together? Force of habit. I don't understand. Uh, ever since he was born, I indulged Bertram in all of his whims. Perhaps that was wrong, but I gave him whatever he wanted. He wanted her back, so uh, it was a case of mummy gratifying another one of her little boy's wishes. You were here when it happened. Please tell me about it. Uh, she sat there, the minx. She knew she was in complete control. In a sense, uh, each of us knew. We'd made a deal, and she was now about to set the price. But the door buzzer sounded, the rear door. She said, excuse me. She went back there to answer it. Someone was there, and that someone killed her. You couldn't see anything? Oh, no, no. There's a door in between, the kitchen door. You didn't hear a shot? No, but I wasn't listening. Still, you would have heard a shot. Could the killer have used one of those thingamajigs you see in the movies of... Uh, of a silencer. Uh, yes, a silencer. I, I saw one in the film, and it makes this sort of popping sound. I may have heard something like that. What did you do? Well, I didn't do anything at first. A uh, few minutes went by, and she didn't come back. Finally, I called out to her. She didn't answer, so I decided to go out to the kitchen. And there she was. On the floor. She was dead. I called the police. And you saw no one? I didn't see or hear a soul. In exactly five minutes, the police car arrived. Do you know anyone who would want to kill her? Well, I would, but I didn't. Anyone else? Uh, she was a... Uh, let me state this correctly. She was a sexual woman. By that, I mean she had that aura about her of promise. Do you follow me? Of course you do, being a man. What are you getting at? Such a woman attracts a great many men and must end by disappointing them. Really? Lieutenant, you know what I mean. They go from man to man, and some men refuse to be dropped. They become violent. Could your son have been such a man, Mrs. Tompkins? Oh, no. Bertram couldn't have killed her. How can you be sure? Well, Bertram is in Paris on business. He's been there for the last two weeks. 
He's due back today, however. Mrs. Tompkins, you say your daughter-in-law, Sarah Jean, has been active with other men. Can you name any? I don't know anyone's name specifically, but I do know, however, that she must have been. Could you tell me if she knew of Juanita Rawlinson? Juanita Rawlinson? Why is that name familiar? Oh, oh, yes, it was in the paper and on the news just recently. She was also murdered. And not very far from here, in this very neighborhood. Could there be a, a connection? Oh, excuse me. Hello? I, uh, is Lieutenant Lister there, please? Oh, just a moment. It, it's for you. Well, thank you. Uh, Lister. Frank, get over here right away. We got another one. Another what, Captain? Another murder. Another day. The same gun. Who is she, Captain? Uh, Marilyn Walters. Divorced. Lived alone at Underwood Terrace, age 37. Blonde, attractive. Worked as a draftswoman for an engineering outfit. Okay, she's in her 30s. So are the other two. Attractive. So are the other two. Lived alone. They did, too. In a garden apartment. It's all happening in the same neighborhood. Which means we got ourselves a nut. A nut who goes around shooting good-looking women. Okay, check it out. But I'll bet you won't find a single connection between any of those three women. You say a nut. But what kind of nut are we dealing with? What kind of man are we looking for, Dr. Dinsmore? Well, we're in the realm here of a psychosexual disorder. We have, I'm quite certain, a male who has been singularly unsuccessful with women. Yes? A killer of attractive women is not a new phenomenon. Usually, he's the son of a dominant, aggressive mother and a weak but ineffectual father. The mother spoils, showers him with affection. He comes to identify with her. However, since she is the female symbol in his life, he now lives in dread of incest. Therefore, since he sees all women as his mother, he's unsuccessful as a lover. And therefore he kills? Oh, he's not aware of all this. He only knows he cannot consummate a relationship with a woman. Angered, frustrated, he uses another sexual symbol, the gun. I see. Now, you're looking for a man who's approaching middle age. He's shy, repressed, either lives alone or with his mother. He's not married. Of course not. How could he be? Thank you, Doctor. It's all relatively simple. Well, where'd you get with a shrink? The doctor told me we were looking for a nut. But didn't we always know that? Well, now we know what kind of nut. How do you want to handle this, Frank? I know who we're looking for. A guy who isn't out of place. What do you mean? It's all respectable middle class. The killer is a guy who belongs there. You don't see him because he's too obvious. He lives there. He's... He's the mailman. A, a delivery guy. A maintenance man. Yeah, a cop. A cop? Anybody who has legitimate business, anybody who would go around to the back of the garden apartments without giving anyone a reason to say to himself or herself, hey, who is this? What business does he have back there? Yeah, I follow that. Here's what we have to do. We have three addresses. We have the times for the three murders. Is there a way we can tie one person to all three places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You mean the same delivery guy could be pegged at those places at the time of each kill? I never said it specifically was a delivery guy. Just find one person who was at each address for whatever reason. That's going to be some job. Is there anything else we can do? Now, Mrs. Carey, I want you to think. Well, it was almost three weeks ago, officer. I have a heart. It was a day that should stand out in your memory. Miss Juanita Rawlinson, your neighbor, was murdered. Oh, yes. Oh, the poor, poor girl. Now, did you notice anyone around the building? Well, uh, no. Were there any delivery trucks? A delivery? Oh, well, yes. The one from Roby and Townsend. You know the department store? Yeah, I know. What time did the truck Oh, show? I, I remember. I remember I had to stay home and wait. I uh, think it was about a quarter to 11. Oh, there were prompts. They, they promise you, they... Yes, the truck was there at a quarter of 11. Thank you, Mrs. Carey. Okay, here's the master list. We have 17 delivery trucks. No two were at all three places. We got a telephone installer, but he was only at the Tompkins location. The prowl cars that cover the neighborhoods are out because their times are logged to show they couldn't have been any of them there at the required time. We've been days, weeks trying to recreate this thing, and we're nowhere. Lieutenant Lister... Yeah, yes, yes. I remember you, Mr. Janoski. Uh, yes, I, I did say if you could remember anyone else. You remember? I wish I could get rid of this old guy. He just chews your ear off. Oh, who is he? Janitor at the place where this divorcee, Marilyn Walters, was murdered. Uh, yes. Yes, Mr. Janoski. Yeah, I know, I know how hard it is to remember. Yeah. Well, keep in... What? What do you mean? What's his name? Price? Alvin Price. Well, thank you. Yes, yes. Goodbye. What do you got, Lister? I don't know. A guy named Price. Alvin Price. Yeah, yeah, what about him? He's a landscape gardener. Why wasn't his name on the list? Maybe because of the way we've been asking the questions. Most people think we've been looking for strangers for... Delivery men and maintenance people, they don't know. So what about this price? He's a landscape and garden man. He works there regularly. And uh, at the other places, too? That's what we're going to find out. Where are you going tonight, Al? Oh, uh, I got to go out, Felicia. Where? Just, uh... On business, on, on business. You mean you're kind of cut grass in the dark? You're going to plant bushes in the middle of the night? No, I, I, I just got to meet a guy. A guy, huh? But for crying out loud, will you cut that out? According to you, I'm having an affair with every dame in Moreland County. Almost every dame. Look, I don't play around. Oh, Felicia, sure. I don't. What I... a great job for a lover like you. All those good-looking dames all alone in the house during the day while the hubby is gone. <laughs> What can I do to make you believe that I... You I'm... could spend more time at home. Felicia, look, I, I, I got a chance to put through a deal tonight. What's her name? No, it's legitimate. Okay. Okay. 
Don't say I didn't warn you. Oh, look, honey, come on. A married on, man you? who plays around. But I do. Come on, Al. You're talking to me. Okay, have it your way. But it isn't my way. It's your way. You're the one who won't listen to reason. I tell you, Al, if you keep this up, you can get into more trouble than you can handle. Felicia, would you let me? No. You let me. Three women have been killed this past month. Well, what's that got to do with me? You don't know? You really intend to stand there and tell me you don't know? No, I don't. You mean to tell me you didn't do it? Felicia. You must admit, we have suddenly introduced not only two new characters, but quite likely the solution to our problem. We have here Mr. Alvin Price and his spouse, Felicia. The name Felicia is Latin for Felicity. But the situation in the Price household is anything but felicitous. Well, things may become happier in Act Three. We're involved, as you know, in a series of brutal, senseless murders free, to be exact, of women whose only offense seems to be that they are beautiful and seductive. Are we dealing here with a Jack the Ripper syndrome? Who knows? We only know there is a serious confrontation between a landscape gardener named Al Price and his wife, Felicia. Felicia? What What are you saying? I'm saying you kill those three women. Well, you're crazy. And you'll kill I... others. And I'll tell you why. Felicia, you... Oh, shut up. I'm trying to save your life, Al. You can't resist a beautiful woman. But you're all promise, no performance. Oh, you're as handsome as a Greek god. But it's only on the outside. They fall for you madly. And then they laugh at you. You can't stand that. That's why you killed them. Well, you are crazy. And you're a fool. Sooner or later, you have to get caught. Oh, Al, stop now before it's too late. Oh, come on, Loretta. I'm, I'm getting out of here. Oh, you'd like to kill me, too, wouldn't you? Well, I don't care. Go ahead. Kill me like you did the other. Felicia. I don't care if you kill me. I love you, Al. I want to save you. Oh, stay home. Stay with me. Be happy with me. Don't be tempted, Al. I understand you. I love you. Okay, you sure? You hired him to work on that day and he was there. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Collins. What do you got now, Lister? We could very well have our man, Captain. He was at all three places at the time of each killing. Can that be proved? Absolutely. There are timesheets, witnesses. What it amounts to is this. The morning Miss Juanita Rawlinson is murdered, Alvin Price was working around her apartment building. The morning Mrs. Sarah Jean Tompkins is killed, Alvin Price is working at her garden apartment building. The same thing for Mrs. Marilyn Walters. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a good start. I'll tell you what bothers me. Al Price simply doesn't fit the psychological profile. Yeah, that may be true. No, all the psychiatrists and psychologists have been having a field day with this thing. They've come up with a repressed timid, unmarried guy. And Al Price is anything but. Yeah, yeah, 
Price is tall, good-looking. And he's married to a good-looking woman, too. So, what do you suggest we do now? I don't know. We don't have enough to get an indictment. The fact that we was at all three places when the killings occurred sounds great. But can you get a jury to convict on that alone? I don't know. Oh, we need more. What do you suggest? Well, we could, uh, we could shadow him night and day and maybe catch him just before he can do the next one. Yeah, but he could decide never to kill again. Or maybe not for another five years. Then where are we? Where are we now? He uses the same gun. <laughs> if he had any brains, he'd get rid of the gun and get a different one for each killing. If he had any brains, he wouldn't commit murder in the first place. Now, the fact that he uses the same gun means he has to keep it hidden somewhere. Well, he works out of his house. He keeps his tools in the garage. We've got to find that gun. It's the only way we can tie him into it. It's a problem. Because if we give him any cause to suspect we're on him, he can get rid of that gun, and then we've lost him forever. Well, we don't have him this way either. I say let's go for broke. Okay, we'll get a warrant. Yes? Police officers. You, Mrs. Alvin Price. What, what do you want here? Your husband home. Why? They got a warrant for his arrest. Arrest? Arrest for what? Suspicion of homicide. Oh, no. No, you can't come in. I, I won't let you. I'm sorry, Mrs. Price. Hey, what's going on here? We're police officers. We have a warrant for your arrest. Arrest? Oh, there must be some mistake. May we come in? Look, what's all this about? You're not required to answer any questions. Well, what's the arrest for? Suspicion of murder. Murder? I, I, I didn't kill anybody. Specifically, Miss Juanita Rawlinson, Mrs. Sarah Jean Tompkins, Mrs. Marilyn Walters. You deny you know these women? Well, no. I, 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 I've been working around the apartment houses. I sure... Uh, I, I might have known some of them by sight. Shut up, you fool. Now, don't say another word. Yeah, but I didn't do anything for We also kid. have a warrant to search your house. What for? A thirty-two caliber revolver. Right, go ahead. I got nothing to hide. Hal, are you just going to stand here and let these cops frame you? Felicia, I said I got nothing to hide. Now, go ahead, officer. Search the house for all the good it'll do you. Mr. Price... You recognize this? Recognize what? This thirty-two caliber revolver. And the silencer attached. No. I, I never saw it before in my life. We found it in the basement. Hal, don't you see what they're trying to do? They're trying to frame you. But it's not mine. You'll have to come with us, Mr. Price. But I swear it's not mine. Why did you do it, Al? I, I didn't do it, Lieutenant. Your gun killed all three of them. Yeah, but it's not my gun. You're going to have a tough time with that in the courtroom. Somebody's got to believe me. We've done some investigating. Why would I own a gun? What would I want with a gun? You do like the ladies. All right, since why is that against the law? You couldn't stay away. It, is that why I'm arrested? Al, you killed those women. You were there, and you own the gun. Hey, Lieutenant, you... You really believe that, don't you? Yeah. This is not a dream. I, I, I could go on trial. I could be found guilty. Yes. 
I don't know what to say, Lieutenant, except I'm innocent. Yeah, I'm I... sure your lawyer will find a way to you, save you. You don't understand. I didn't do it. You'll probably plead insanity, and you are crazy to kill like that. But I'm not crazy. How I... do you know? Look, it could have all been done in what's known as a fit of violent passion. Well, maybe I am crazy. If I listen to you much longer, I'll be convinced. Al, did you... It doesn't make any difference. But did you know any of those three women? Yeah, yeah, I knew all of them. I thought so. How well? Real well. I see. Lieutenant, I can't help it. I, I, I... I can't stay away from dames. Maybe it's no help they, they can't seem to stay away from me either. You were having an affair with each one of them. There's a lot of lonely women's. But why did you kill them? Why did you have to kill them? I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't remember killing them. Okay. But that's not the same thing as saying you didn't kill them. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm sorry, Al. It doesn't even matter. You guys have got me nailed so close to the wall. I'll never get loose. Hey, Frank. Where you been? At the sentencing, Captain. Yeah, who sentenced? Al Price. Oh, that was a long time ago, that case. You was just sentenced today? Yeah. I didn't know you were following it. To me, when I turn over to the DA, the route of my life. Yeah, well, it's... It's just that this guy, Al Price, I, uh... I couldn't make up my mind about him. Why not? I thought it was open and shut. He knew the women, he was intimate with them, he was there when each was killed, and he had the murder weapon. Maybe, but it's... It's too open and shut. Why? <laughs> you trying to say he didn't do it? I'm saying... Well, I don't know. What did the judge say? Life. Well, see, that's how it goes. Something, uh, something about it. What? I wish I could put my finger on it. I wish I could really believe he was guilty. Or be absolutely convinced he's innocent. Matt, I guess we'll never know. Hello, darling. Oh. Hello, Felicia. It's... It's a bad day out. You don't have to come here in this weather. Oh, these visits... are all I have to live for now. Can't be much fun for you. <laughs> My whole life with you hasn't been much fun. I knew you never loved me. Felicia, I... You married me, Al, because I was beautiful and my father had money. Your love cooled when the cash ran out and my look faded. Oh, please, Felicia, don't... But you see, I was stuck because I still loved you. I'm sorry. I knew there were other women. Oh, you tried to lie about well, it. Well, I didn't want to hurt you, but so... you did. Oh, I... I knew about each one of them. I'm sorry. Keep saying you're sorry. Oh, what else can I say? We were married less than a year when you were unfaithful to me. I'm sorry. Don't say that word again. You couldn't wait to leave me and be with someone else. And I 
Poor, foolish me. I just took it. Um, I'm warning you. Say anything you wish, but don't say you're sorry. Because you're not. This went on for our entire married life. And then, one day, I decided to put a stop to it. I would end all of your extramarital affairs. Well, I said I was sorry. Oh, you're not nearly as sorry as you're going to be. Why should I sit home, the poor, helpless little housewife, wringing her hands, crying her eyes out? Oh, Felicia, I'm being punished. Oh, no. Not yet. I said I would stop it. And months ago, I decided how. I bought a gun. A thirty-two caliber revolver. A silencer. Felicia. I followed you when you left for work, Al. I saw who your new lady friends were. And you, so, you, 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 you didn't? Yes, I did. I made sure you'd never be unfaithful to me again. That's why I killed them. You? You killed them? That's right. And you're going to stay here for the rest of your life. Why, Felicia? Why? I swore no other woman would ever have you. No. No other women ever will. You're here. You're safe. You're mine. God! God! She's guilty! She killed him! She admits she killed him! God, I didn't do it! She killed him! And here the story ends. Or does it? The way we heard it, He's innocent. But can we be sure? He claims he didn't kill them. But who says he's telling the truth? Why should she confess to him that she's the guilty one? You must admit, it's a terrific form of revenge. And she has been the woman scorned. Well, who says life is simple? I shall return very shortly. How does your laxative work? Many brand name laxatives contain ingredients that expand in your stomach. That's how they work. We know a medicine that works differently. It's in the X-Lax pill. Overnight, the X-Lax pill gently stimulates your system's own regular rhythm. Stimulates your system for relief in the morning. No surprises, just relief in the morning. That's the X-Lax pill. Try it tonight with confidence. For occasional use only as directed, X-Lax pills. You probably don't go to your True Value hardware store just to buy batteries. Hi, Pat Summerall. You probably pick up some while you're there just because you happen to see them at the checkout counter. But now here's a good reason to go to your True Value hardware store just to buy batteries. Now you can get a four-pack of EverReady C or D-sized batteries for just 77 cents with a coupon from the Super 7 Value Circular. That's four C or D batteries for just 77 cents. You might not need batteries right now, but remember those times when you needed a flashlight and the batteries were dead? Or the time when you were going to the beach with your portable radio? And guess what? No batteries. So now's the time. While they're on sale, get a four-pack of EverReady C or D-sized batteries for just 77 cents with a coupon from the Super 7 Value Circular from participating True Value hardware stores. And remember True Value. That's more than just a name. It's their way of doing business. And tell them Pat Summerall sent you. 
we've been listening to is a story that deals with the ways of men and women. Now, surely, there is no other field of activity so volatile, so unpredictable. The problem is, we really don't know why we fall in love or out of love. The same passion that will inspire us to love another human being can drive us to kill him or her, as the case may be. Our cast included Michael Tolan, Bryna Rayburn, Joan Shea, Ian Martin, and Bill Griffiths. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>